Hello and welcome to the Marvel Latino podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your other co-host, Matthew. Hello. Uh, and yeah, today we're doing Christmas movies that aren't, or at least debated to be in Christmas movies. Like we don't, there's always a big debate around Christmas time, around whether or not these count as actual Christmas movies. Um, and we will be making arguments for or against them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before that, though, uh, we do have an Instagram account account called at Marvel Cinema Podcast. Um, at the moment, we're doing a few random reviews, and at the same time, we're doing the DC uh, movies in review. So all the way from uh, Superman 1978 till I think Birds of Prey is the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, we've got a Twitter account at Cinema Marvelous where we are doing the exact same thing. Um, but yeah, daily reviews, weekly podcasts. Um, yeah, so today, Christmas movies that aren't quite Christmas movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your first one? Uh, first. Okay. Um, I'm debating whether to jump in with the big boy or not. Mm, yeah, know, the big one. I think I know what you mean. <laughs> the one. I might, I, might, I might tease the audience and go with it later. Mm. Um, I'm going to open with we talk a lot about Marvel so let's open with the Marvel film mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 the first yeah. of three Shane Black films on this list <laughs> he likes the setting <laughs> he does Yeah. so Iron Man is it a Christmas I'm in three even is it a Christmas film personally no I agree, yeah. <laughs> we have hints towards the Christmasiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we we have jokes about it being, you know, season goodwill and all that. Um, I don't know whether at the... Because he lands in the date when he has the all the interactions with Harley snowing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a state that, you know, lives in a lot of snow. Somewhere like Fargo or Minnesota where... Yeah. A lot of snow there most time, most of the year, or whether it's snow because it's Christmas. I think there are Christmas trees up. Yeah, there's quite I a lot of decorations. I've made the mistake of putting this on here and uh, not actually checking how much Christmas stuff actually is in there. <laughs> but this might be a good time to mark. So, what are we looking for if we're going to say a Christmas film? I guess for me, it's it's one of those things where when you think of the film, it is intrinsically like sort of within Christmas and it's only a December movie if that makes sense so mm. like for example I feel like a pretty you know famous definitely a Christmas film is Elf um, and that film is literally about an elf <laughs> it's set during Christmas it's about Santa you know and it's it, you, you don't really see people watching that film in you know March <laughs> it's all kind of December um but I do think there's a bit of grey area within, because there are some movies that I only watch in December that you could definitely and easily watch in, like, you know, April and have, you know, a di- probably a different experience of it, I guess. But, yeah, there's just some movies that just have this, this weird halfway point of, this is definitely a Christmas film, but at the same time, I could watch it anytime, and it doesn't feel as connected to Christmas, I guess, like Santa and all that stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, and I think Iron Man 3 is definitely one of those kind of... I I know that it's set during Christmas, but I don't think... I don't think Christmas when I think of Iron Man 3, you know? 
Yeah, no, it doesn't like deal with any of the things you typically associate with Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the key things. Actually, engaging with the Christmas on more than a more than more than surface level. Yeah. Can't just be like a, a pun or something. One other thing I've come up with is: Did it have a December release? Oh yeah. November. So I am on my computer now. Let's have a look, shall we? Iron Man <laughs> three. Let's have a look, IMDb, trusty friend. It was released in the UK on the 25th of April. <laughs> so it wasn't quite Not a Christmas, Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that that was seven years ago. I know. That's Christmas. And think about how Marvel was back then. Like, they had the Iron Man and the Avengers, but, like, it was Marvel was still kind of a an iffy brand, I would say. It, like... was, it wasn't completely like if you look at like phase one mm-hmm. well not well not everything's a banger yeah you got your hulk you got your iron man 2 it's kind of all over the place and then you got like the second four movie mm-hmm. which i remember the big big uh, discourse at the at the time was um was uh whether or not the mcu could could like continue after the actual avengers event sort of thing oh yeah it was like it was sort of yeah, I, cause I remember thinking, oh, that, that that's it then. We're sort of tailing off now. Yeah. This is how it's going to be. And then all of a sudden you have... You have a combination of um, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy for me, which sort of... Yeah. That was the year that I started following the movies, I guess. Like, I would... I knew about them. Like, somehow, as much as I, you know, know a lot about the MCU movies and all that, it's weird that looking back, I was never, like diehard fan from 2008 onwards it was um i watched the first iron man i somehow completely missed the avengers uh, missed out on all the origin movies and then it's like you know i, I saw iron man 2 iron man 3 um and then i just never one day seeing the dvd case in like some sort of shop and it was iron man but it wasn't an iron man movie <laughs> and that was my genuine like moment of like oh there's more movies with this guy in it. And then I realised there's a whole universe. <laughs> mm. yeah. And then 2014 was the actual year that I started following the movies. So, like, the the, the double the double punch of, you know, Captain America 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy, I still think is probably Marvel's best year for me. Mm, yeah. Just, I, I've loved a lot of their films, and I love... You know, 2017 was a good year. you got Guardians 2, Ragnarok, and Homecoming. But... I think yeah, for me that was just an incredible, like incredibly like even year of like two top tier Marvel movies that just came out. Um, yeah, but Christmas, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to another one? Yeah. Um, so my next one is one I started watching every Christmas since last year. I think. Oh no, wait, two years ago. I was going to say every Christmas since last year. It just means one Christmas. Yeah. I'm going to just type it in. <laughs> um, so this film, it is a Tim Burton, Tim Burton whimsical film. Um, it is Batman Returns, which Ooh. to me, is a, I think it's my go-to comfort movie you know <laughs> in a, in a, in a weird, really weird comfort movie that speaks a lot about you 
I know, I know. It's a movie which starts out with the the birth of the penguin, who then gets sent down at the sewer. Which, and then we go to, you know, a secretary getting killed off a roof, and then loads of cats reawaken her, and then she destroys her house, and then Batman's there doing some cool stuff. Um, but for me, I think it's it's one of those movies where the pure like aesthetic and the atmosphere and the the gothic sort of snowy kind of windy thing that's always happening in that Gotham City is it's just like a I don't know for me it's just I can't untie that film from Christmas and it just feels right to watch it during Christmas <laughs> um I don't know I really don't know why it's sort of like a um it's sort of like a nightmare before Christmas sort of thing um where it's it is you know Christmas but it's not quite <laughs> you wouldn't really, you know, say, hey, kids, let's watch Batman Returns, really. <laughs> because it's just a bit of a weird film, overall. Yes. Yeah. I think it's better than the first one. I think the first I, one. I definitely agree. I think, I think I said it in my review that it's the only one out of those first four entries that I full-on, like, can say that I, like, like as a film, like, solid I know that I think it's good. <laughs> the yeah. rest are all over the place for me. Um, mm. Yeah. But do you it's agree? Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It. I don't know. It just feels. I know, yeah, they have. I know they have like a big light switch on at the start, don't they? That's like the main thing. Like the first yeah. burst of anarchy occurs with like a switch on. Or something yeah. is it? Yeah, it's like a lighting of the tree. Yeah. So, Christmassy? Yeah, and it's it's always snowing as well. That's true. That's true. Uh, Do you want to know when it was released? Yeah. 10th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> I think we've ruined it with that rule. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact most of mine were released in the middle of the year, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, like... And Bruce Wayne's mansion has got like a, a huge Christmas tree in the center, mm-hmm. and it's always there. And there's always a big fire. And there's always a f- turkey being roasted on the by Alfred. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's all about Christmas, aside from the fact that it's also about people wearing latex and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> but right, so is it yay or is it nay? There's no gray area, no chickening out. Is it yay or nay? Is it a Christmas yeah, yeah. film or not? Yay. For Yay. Me. For me, it is. I have to say nay. What? <laughs> no. Why? But it doesn't have any, like, it doesn't really do anything with the Christmas thing. I mean, I agree, yeah, there's a massive Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And there are Christmas trees everywhere, but there's nothing inherently Christmassy about it. At the end? You, if set. you took those Christmas trees out of the background, yeah. there's nothing else. I'll have you know that at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> there's a lighting of the tree, <laughs> and and I think at some point they use a Christmas present box as a distraction. <laughs> oh, that could be that could be a birthday present. <laughs> Light switch on could be. It could be any event. It could be. It could be Thanksgiving. It, oh, you know, don't ruin it. <laughs> and at the end. At the end, he says the last line of the movie is something like "Merry Christmas," and then Bruce Wayne says "Merry Christmas." 
How, you know, do you need any more than that? Oh, you've convinced me, yay. Exactly. You've won so, me over. Exactly. Fine. Batman Christmas. Christmas movie. A Christmas film released in the middle of the year. <laughs> in July, <laughs> before the summer. Uh, fine, yes. Christmas film. Batman Begins is Christmas film. Iron Man 3, not. No. <laughs> um. Okay. What's yours? Let's go for... Mm, kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, it's on my list as well. Second Shane Ritchie film. Mm-hmm. No Shane Black. Shane yeah. Ritchie is a very different man. Very different, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Shane Black's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I really like this film. I really love it a lot, yeah. It feels like a film that nobody really talks about. Yeah. I watched it with my house recently. Because I felt yeah. like I had to spread it around <laughs> with the world. You had to educate them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really, it's really enjoyable film. The cast is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I suppose the 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 main Christmas aspect of it is that he's trying to steal a Christmas present. Yeah. That's how he ends up. I guess. Yeah. And then, um, is, it, is, is Michelle Monaghan? Is that the actress's name? I think so. Yeah. She's wearing a Santa outfit mm-hmm. for most yeah. of the film. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um. Also, there is at some point a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I've got. <laughs> isn't, this, isn't this some point like a, a woman dancing in a glass or something? Oh yeah, yeah, and she's all Christmassy and it's all snowy and all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of weird Christmassy things in the world actually. Now that I think about it, because like we assume Christmas is very quaint and warm and friendly, but mm-hmm. Looking at these movies, there's a lot of. I think the main thing here actually is that it's, it is got it's got the Christmas colours and the trees and whatever, but at the same time, like you just said, there's a woman in a box dancing with Christmas trees around. <laughs> so it's a bit like, oh, is it Christmas? <laughs> uh, it was released, eleventh of November. That's close enough. That's yeah. I think that's yeah. that's the closest I think we're gonna get. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say yay. I, I will say yay. I'm going to say that yes, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a Christmas film. Yeah. Also, it just has that sort of constantly cold feeling, you know. Like mm. every everything just looks cold. Yes, everyone's it does. Wearing, everyone's wearing like four layers of clothes. <laughs> it's chilly. Uh, yeah. It's just you know, it's I love a good a good cold film, you know. When mm. everyone you can see is like breathing air and <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> I know what you mean the condensation, the, condensation. Condens- the, the breath. You can see yeah. the breath. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, also, this is based on a novel by Brett Halliday, which is one letter away from holiday. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Mm-hmm. And also, it's about like friendship, isn't it? It's about friendship and found family and all that. It is. Which is Christmas. There's a Christmas themes. Yeah, they come together and they form a business and they're friends forever. Yeah, it's a Christmas film. Yeah. It there could, we go. If they die at the end, it would be a bit sad, but you know, this time around, friends. No, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a staple of same black Christmas movies, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> um, that they end with like a. A very happy coming together moment. 
And it, I think that's the moment that makes us feel like this is a Christmas a Christmas movie. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as much as Batman Returns technically does have a happy ending, mm-hmm. it's still quite gothic and dark and we see the penguin vomit bile, you know, and all these other things. Um, but, yeah, in, like, Kiss Bang Bang, it's a very kind of, I would say, euphoric ending for a lot of, in a lot of ways, like, people die and they come back to life and then yeah that post credit scene sort of thing um yeah you know what i think i have genuinely won me around on that one <laughs> I'll, accept, I'll accept it we've got cool. two christmas films to one non-christmas film there we go there we go <laughs> do you have another one uh yes so my next one um i think my next one's going to be harry potter oh um, Hello, okay. Specifically the first one. Um, I don't know the names of them. I know, crucify me. I don't know what they are. I know. You'll get around to it. <laughs> Wait, what? I always thought... Isn't what? it? I thought I always thought it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It is, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, this is Sorcerer's Stone. The American release was Sorcerer's. Because what they, is this nonsense? Because they thought the Americans wouldn't like a movie that had the word philosopher in it. <laughs> so yeah, it's got it got renamed in America. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, for me, I feel like a lot of people agree with me that, especially the first one, which by the way is directed by Chris Columbus. You know, that name oh, wow. screams Christmas. You know, it's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah. He also directed Home Alone, so you know a lot. Oh, I know that. Did he do wait? Is it... Oh, Jingle All the Way, producer. Oh, great. I don't that... know why that's the only one I've seen out of this list. <laughs> what, Jingle what All the Way. <laughs> um, so he directed Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Home Alone Two, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. The first two Harry Potter films. Percy Jackson. Did Percy Jackson? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And, and he then... recently released Christmas Chronicles 2. Oh. Oh, Chris yeah. Columbus's Christmas Chronicles. He also did Pixels. Did he? The Adam Sandler, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith? He did. Kevin. What do you call? Kevin James. Kevin. Kevin... Yeah, um, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying um, Philosopher's Stone. Uh, yeah. So I think this film, for many, many, many reasons, is the coziest, warmest, loveliest film in the world. <laughs> um, mm. I I feel like one day we'll probably review it on the Instagram. Um, oh, yeah, I think we will. So I think all I'll say for now, I guess, is that I do feel like the first... Uh, I guess the first... Wait, 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 wait. Before you start your argument, right? I'm going to ask you, do you want to know the release date now? So that you might may have the chance to recover, or do you want it later so it could cripple your argument? Cripple my argument. So you want it later? Yeah. So it could, it could either it could either cripple or solidify your argument. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for it. You're gonna wait for it. Okay. Then. Okay. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my opinion on the first two movies is the fact that I think they're I think they're probably the weakest films in the series. Um, I don't I like them. I don't think they're bad movies or anything like that. I do think they're solid movies, but um, in comparison to the other entries, they just feel a bit, a bit kind of, I guess, stale. Com- like compared to the other ones where, 
there's a lot of different directors coming in from Chris Columbus onwards, and they all have a different kind of style, a different kind of voice. And the Chris Columbus style in the first few movies was to kind of just tell the audience what Hogwarts was and kind of just keep telling people. <laughs> um, so the first movie is a, is a lot of exposition over and over again. Um, so it's it's a lot of like just oh this thing does this and the one does this and Hogwarts is like this and we do this and I think I think it's all you know very charmingly written and directed and acted so it all you know it's become a classic for a reason um but yeah and I feel like this the thing that this first film and to a certain extent the second one but the first one especially kind of gets really well is the just the warm fuzzy feeling of Christmas um there's a specific sequence when everyone goes home for the holidays and Harry Potter and Ron Weasley are staying at Hogwarts uh, to have Christmas at Hogwarts. Um, and it's such a lovely, lovely sequence because it's Hogwarts, it's snowing, which is like, the same thing as Gotham and snowing. It's like a, it's meant for each other. So, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, it's snowing and Hagrid's cutting down a big tree because, you know, it's Hagrid. He's only got one job. Um, and yeah and they're wearing these big big like ugly red jumpers and stuff like that and then the more we see actually Christmas morning so Christmas is in the film this time around it's actually a day in the film um, that we see and you know like Harry Potter wakes up and he's all I never got presents before because I'm abused as a child (laughs) and then he gets like all these little gifts from Rod and his family and it's all lovely and then you know it's just a lovely, lovely film overall, and that sequence of Christmas just suits it so well. Um, yeah, just would you agree from your knowledge of this film that it's, it feels like a Christmas film? Yeah, I think without actually having Christmas Day in there, I think that's kind of like a, that's a surefire way. I think yeah. you can't really have Christmas Day in a film mm-hmm. and not class it as a Christmas film. Yeah. Feels, feels like, like an insult to the, the this. It's like a mockery of this whole proceeding. Mhm. Yeah. The release date. Sixteenth. <laughs> oh. November. Oh, that's that's fine. We're fine. Yeah. We're that's hopeful. Christmas film. Your argument has been substantiated. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you played the risky game there, though. I did. Yeah. It could have all come crumbling down. And it all came together. It did. It's almost mm. like you knew. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I don't know anything, really. Oh, that's not true. You know Harry Potter. And I know the first two movies. <laughs> What's so yeah, we've got another one. We've, we've only actually discounted one. Yeah, that's true. Iron Man 3. Oh, poor Iron Man 3. True. It's all right, what? though, Shane. You've got a <laughs> few chances. You've made a few Christmas-ish movies. <laughs> Uh huh. Um. Right. Shall we move on? Yeah. yeah. I'm going for it. Do it. Die Hard. Oh, okay. The big one. The big. The one. big Kahuna. Yeah. So. It is set at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone's there. It's a Christmas party. I think it's snowing. Um. It's snow outside. It, I think it's actually extremely like warm and that's the whole issue um because john McLean hate the fact that it's not snowing i think i can't 
I think it is. Note to self, actually research these films before you, before you make an argument with a Christmas uh-huh. film or not. Wing it. Wing it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I remember that. Yeah. It's, it, that seems like a John McClane thing to do. Yeah, to he's just always annoyed about something. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's obviously a big Christmas tree. One of the jokes is that when he kills one of the henchmen, it puts him in a Christmas hat. It's ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to go out and say that this is a Christmas film. I would agree, definitely. The big Uh, controversial statement. However, I'm also going to say that I don't think this. I don't think this is the most Christmassy film in the franchise. Oh, okay. The second one. I think the second one is arguably more Christmassy. I understand that. It's. It has the. I think it has the more kind of aesthetic aesthetic of being Christmas because everyone's, you know, wearing seven layers <laughs> and it is definitely snowing all the time. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. This one I did do my research for. At the start of the film, one of the main interactions he has, like the first interaction of the film, is him trying to argue away being able to park somewhere, I think. Mm. You know, to park at the airport, and one of the things he says is something like, Come on, man, it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that kind of helps solidify that for me. But the first one, I think, of both of them, actually, you have to, if we are going to get deep into this Christmas debate, we have to approach the fact that he's trying to reconnect with his wife. Yeah. Trying to be happy, trying to be happy, fa- happy family at yeah. Christmas. What's more Christmassy? Yeah, I feel like a, a staple of the Christmas genre, I guess, is like a dysfunctional family coming together and healing as a family. Um, and I feel like as much as this film does that, but only, you know, the difference here is that he's not doing it through, you know, getting his son a toy or whatever. It's more so he's killing 12 terrorists in a building to get to the top to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of like it's doing the same thing as the Christmas movie usually does, but just doing it in a different way. I think that's the big point of like contention with people of like whether or not it counts because it's you know it is it's definitely upfront an action action movie before it's anything else. Oh yeah, um, and there's so many great moments in that film that feel they they do feel kind of. Christmassy for some reason, even though he's you know walking around this in building with no shoes on, with no socks or shoes on, and his feet are bleeding, <laughs> and he's killed like seven men. Um, yeah, there's something. I feel like as well the production design of that movie. I feel like every room has some sort of like tinsel in it or a Christmas tree. You know, there's always something in every room that has a Christmassy aspect to it, um, and also. This film was inspired by Lethal Weapon, which was a Shane Black film, written film, um, which had Christmas as the the main time period. And they were like, Lethal Weapon is also on my list. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but like they like said, oh, Christmas work there. Let's just pick Christmas up and put it in Die Hard. <laughs> and now we have Die Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, we're all grateful. Definitely, yeah. Um, and for me personally, I would say that I 
I can watch Die Hard outside of Christmas, but I always prefer to watch it during Christmas. Um, and it has a it has a different feeling during Christmas. Yes, it does. It's it's a film you can watch it all, all year round, as you said. But when it does come to Christmas, it just adds like a special feeling to it. Yeah, I mean, a good example. <laughs> I'm on I'm on free. I don't really feel a difference in if I watch it in December compared to March. There's like no real difference there in the feeling of it, I guess. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm watching it in the wrong time period when I watch it earlier than, earlier than actual Christmas. Um, but Die Hard feels wrong to watch before Christmas <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for me, it's always been a Christmas film. Uh, yeah, it's a yay mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a yay for me as well. Despite <laughs> its February 3rd release date. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice if they just put it on December, like straight up, just do December. Mm. Do do a Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Also, I'm just looking at the poster for it, because it's on IMDb. The tagline I've got mm. here is 40 stories of sheer adventure. Which is not how I would describe this film. Yeah, it's not an adventure, really. <laughs> mm. It's more so like a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, mm. would you like to uh, choose another one? Uh, yeah. So, my next one is... I think this is going to be a big one because it's quite a... It's weird how Christmas is involved. Um, I'm gonna say "The Nice Guys" by Shane Black. Oh, oh another one. <laughs> yeah, but here's the problem compared to usual. The problem is, Christmas doesn't appear in the film until the very last scene. Okay. Mm. I, I'm 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 naturally leaning one way on this already. Okay. <laughs> the entire movie is set during a summer. <laughs> <laughs> It is a hot summer. <laughs> there's no real mention of Christmas, I don't think. There's no real Christmas trees. There's nothing. Uh, there's uh, there's nothing really aesthetically Christmassy about it, I guess. Aside from the fact that it's just a Shane Black film, and therefore, by extent, just feels like Christmas, I guess, by this point. Um, but yeah, in the very, very, very last scene, which is a bit of a time jump. Um, our two main characters come together and form the Nice Guys agent- Agency uh, and they have like a drink at a bar and it's, there's a Christmas tree and there's decorations and I would like to em- empathize, uh, empathize my previous point of Christmas movies usually have an ending that's very kind of people come together and people healing and people you know getting over their uh, past or whatever mm-hmm. Um and I feel like this final scene in this movie is that combined with the Christmas the Christmas aesthetic. Um, so <laughs> it may not be set during Christmas. It may not even mention Christmas. However, it might be a Christmas film. <laughs> Very bold. Would you agree? I haven't actually seen it. I recommend it very much <laughs> is it on anything at the moment because i might watch it after we've recorded this it, it might be on netflix maybe it's nice not, if not I hope, why have you changed that to nueve 
Nueve guys. <laughs> oh my god. Stop putting V in. <laughs> nice. Why have you come up with a night manager? Just, I don't know, man. What is going on? Might be on Prime. Maybe. No, it's not on anything. Oh. I recommend it. Actually, wait, I can I can rent it on Amazon for 99p. Oh, okay. Do that. So I'm, I'm just going to do that. Do that. It's 99p. It's Christmas. Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, Christmas. I have just been reminded of another one, actually, to add to my list. Um, Based on the fact you just told me, it's only one scene at the end. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to have to go for nay. Oh, God damn it. When did it come out? June 3rd. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Alright, I accept defeat on that one. <laughs> to, to count it, to count it as as a Christmas film in its entirety, mm-hmm. I'm feeling iffy on it. Yeah, I'm sure it's a perfectly great film. I'm sorry, Shane Black. I was I'm doing... also sorry, Shane Black, for calling you Shane Ritchie. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah. I was doing a leap of trust, alright. It's a bit yeah. of a leap. <laughs> yeah, basically. What's yeah, name? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to say no. Nah, fine, fine. Um, do you want to remember one of them? Yeah. Um, so the one, the one I've just been reminded of is Jumanji 2. Oh, okay. The, 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 well, technically it's the third one. Oh yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just get it up on here. Jumanji The Next Level. Yeah. Also, nice guys, 2016. Is it? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I could have sworn that I wasn't four years old. It's, yeah, I, I have a very vivid vivid memory when I first watched it for some reason. And I, I remember the experience very well. Therefore, it's kind of ingrained within 2016 for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. um, so, do you mind the next level? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I have. Um, this wasn't one I was gonna put on on here. I've literally just seen it and been reminded of this. But I'm pretty sure aren't they all brought together at the start because uh, it's Christmas? Oh yeah, I think they are actually. It's all snowy. I, think, I remember they're all wrapped up. Yeah, because I remember very well that the the main the main guy from the first one is coming home for Christmas. I think from university or something like that. Um, I think that's what ha- that's yeah. I think that's what that's what's happening, mm-hmm. and I think the reason he goes to Jumanji again is because uh, uni wasn't very good or something like that. And uh, yeah, I think the only reason he would go home is because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Um, and then as well, I'm pretty sure it ends in like a snowy build, snowy castle thing. Yeah, it does. Like the yeah. final battle, the horse flies. <laughs> it does. Got wings. Yeah. Those are the few things I remember. And I'm pretty sure at like, the ending, they're all having a drink in a cafe. Yeah. It's Christmas, and the old guys come in, and the old guys do something. Then if he has a drink. <laughs> Probably. That's get, what you do in a cafe. So. Get really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, despite the fact part of the film is set in a desert, Mm-hmm. Is this a Christmas film? Because it also has the idea of friendship coming together, festive season. Yeah. I think it also that... has the most Christmassy release date of 11th of December. Okay, that's pretty 
that's knock on wood, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I I remember I remember having this distinctly Christmas Christmassy feeling from that film when I first watched it. Um, so I think you might be right about that. Uh, mm. That's probably yeah. I think it was a quite a Christmas Christmassy film. Um, and there's a weird thing of like the through line here is the fact that the main point that keeps on coming back up is the fact that these people. There's always a group of people or two people that come together and like get over their past or whatever it is, and you know, a beautiful friendship or whatever starts from that point on. And I feel as a kind of a, the through line here of like people, I guess healing is kind of the big thing of Christmas movies that aren't quite Christmas movies, mm-hmm. because you know when you think of actual Christmas movies like Wonderful Life or whatever, and uh, the Santa Claus, it is all sort of like in that vein of like people healing or you know people reconnecting um so i think that's kind of the big theme of the actual character stuff that keeps coming back Mm -hmm. yeah are we saying yay for this one i would i would say yay yeah all right yeah yay yay (laughs) so we currently stand at one two three four five six films yay Two films, nay. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to go for yay and nay. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Should have thought of a Christmas variant. Yeah. Noel. <laughs> why? What, what? We can't. I'm, I can't think of one on the spot. Think <laughs> <laughs> of what? Do you have another one? Uh, yeah. So my next one is a bit of a mix, but I think I'm going to go for the. The one in the franchise that feels the most Christmassy for me, and that is um, Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, Star Wars. Oh, interesting. Now, is does Christmas even exist in this universe? Not really. Does life there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Christmas is based for a lot of people on the. Is based on the nativity. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, centered around that, which is obviously a big faith thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no real mention of any kind of Christianity or mm. any festiveness in Star Wars. Not really. There's some like parallels with the Jedi, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but there's nothing all right linking it. Yeah. Um, Although one thing that's always amused me is that I'm pretty sure they always they say stuff like. God, like if, like if they, oh, for God's sake, or Godspeed. Did you say that? I think they do. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, Holiday says to Poe, Godspeed. Oh. It's just God, Godspeed Rebels. Who is God in this galaxy? Yeah, which is yeah. interesting. That's Not Christmassy, or kind of Christmassy. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like Disney really, like, really nailed it on the head with doing these films during Christmas. Um, that's the perfect spot for these films, I think. Um, so they cut, they came out for the past, aside from Solo, I think they've all came out during December. Mm-hmm. Um, usually like the fifteenth to the twentieth, so it was like deep in the Christmassy period. Um, it's kind of an event almost. I feel especially the first one because I remember very much that um, um, Star Wars Episode Seven coming out was one of the was one of the very few times I ever, like, heard of a big blockbuster coming out during December. Um, 
and then from then on, it just kind of became a big thing, actually. Uh, Jumanji, you know, stuff like that. Um, Wonder Woman as well this year. Um, but yeah, it's this episode seven. Just for me, is Christmas in a lot of ways. Um, even you know the trailers and leading up to it, and the actual film itself, which thankfully, like at least in our opinion, delivered. You know, it was a good film, really good film. Um, and for me, you know, for me personally, from my perspective, it kind of started my love for the franchise. Um, I knew about it. I knew like knew about Star Wars, but I never really loved it until the episode seven, and then eight, and then nine, um, and it made me go back and watch the other ones. Um, but there's just something so Christmassy about episode seven, um, and I think like the iconic thing for me is the. I can't detach 2015 Christmas and the end battle, like the snow battle with yeah. Calvin and Ray. The fact that it's snowing, it's a forest, it's dark, but it's also got these cool glow sticks in the middle. <laughs> um, it's just the perfect Christmas thing ever, you know, in terms of like, big blockbuster events of like, you couldn't have picked a better time Disney to like release that film. Um, yeah, for me, it's yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it's very difficult in my mind now to separate Star Wars, especially the sequel films, from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's weird to me now that we have we're reaching a Christmas where there isn't a Star Wars film coming out, a big Star Wars film. I think the one I probably actually associate most with Christmas now might actually be um, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, okay, maybe, but I do heavily associate this one with Christmas. Yeah. Mainly because of the whole excitement. You, know, you had the excitement at the time of it being Christmas and being a 15-year-old. Yeah. And the fact that Star Wars coming out. Star Wars coming back. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult to separate those feelings. And it sort of embodies... Although the themes of it might not necessarily align with the themes of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think the feeling you have going up to it. Because you're being reunited with old friends at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what this film was for a lot of people. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with Christmas in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And like and, I say, it's snowy at the end. Yeah. And every trailer kind of teased the idea that we would see Han Solo or Leia or maybe Luke Skywalker. So every trailer had that element of like, on Christmas, you're going to see that friend again, you know, that sort of mm. thing. Um, yeah. And for me, I was actually, I think yesterday I went a bit like of a, like a nostalgia trip. And what's the sequel? The sequel trilogy trailers, because I think they are some of my favorite trailers of all time. Oh yeah, definitely, especially that first Force Awakens one. Oh yeah, I, yeah, remember, I remember. I just remember. I I remember uh, it coming out, but I also remember it hit a shout out for someone. I remember being sat in one of the science labs at school <laughs> and talking with one of my friends Zara about the trailer and just being just nerding out. <laughs> yeah i feel like uh, everyone was like around the world kind of just having a moment with that when that when that trailer came out for the first time um yeah so good <laughs> yeah and yeah i feel like um watching the trailers again i feel like it also awakened not like not to get too star wars you just discourse on this episode <laughs> but um it's sort of like kind of put, put into perspective why 
number one, we were so excited, and number two, why people were either disappointed or are now, because we're hearing all these rumours about what George Lucas was going to do with the sequel trilogy, why they're, to them at least, it seems a bit more kind of alluring than the actual trilogy that we got. And I feel like watching Episode 7's trailers compared to Episode 8 and 9, even though they're very good trailers, the Episode 8 and 9 ones, but the Episode 7 ones have this element of, like, anything could happen, you know? Yeah. Episode 8, we knew what was going to happen, like, as in what we're, what we're coming from and, like, what we're leading into. Episode 9, again, we kind of knew at least all the characters and where we were in the state of the actual uh, galaxy and all that stuff. Episode 7, we had no idea. Like, we had no idea what the whole cross-guard lightsaber was about. We had no idea who was in the Black Hood. Um, we had no idea how Finn and the Stormtrooper thing was going to work out. We had no idea who Ray even was. Um, we had no idea who was handing Leia the lightsaber in that one shot. Um, you know, there were so many questions about, around every shot. We didn't know who Poe Dameron was, you know. Um, no, we didn't. We've, we all assumed that Tatooine was the big sound planet, but it was actually called Jakku. And then we're all wondering, why is it called Jakku now? Um, and, you know, the, everything had a question. And these questions were always, like, the most interesting thing. And I feel like, no matter what, like, what doesn't it exist compared to what does what has happened is always going to be a bit more like exciting or alluring compared to what was actually written on the page and acted and filmed or you know put into a video game or whatever because in your mind you can just do anything you want you know so it's kind of like a weird thing where I was like oh I can kind of see now why people are going back now and thinking kind of was Lucas did the trilogy because then it would have been Darth Maul it would have been midichlorians having the whole whole world or whatever because <laughs> It could have been just anything. You had no idea what was going to happen with that, with that trilogy. So I feel like people are, I don't know, it's got like a, a weird awakening moment in myself of like, oh, I think I know why people that didn't like the trilogy are now kind of backtracking and saying Lucas would have saved the entire thing, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just a weird moment for me. But mm. would you agree with any, with any of that? <laughs> yeah, completely. Completely, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but basically, yeah, I just, I don't think anything for me could match that wonder of waiting to see Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the wonder of actually being sat there seeing it, it's so special to me. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably special, and I wouldn't want to change that for the world, I think. Yeah. They did such a remarkable job of both resetting and continuing Star Wars. Yeah, and I think... I think the best part about that film was the, uh, the kind of like the, the opening of like every character has like a an amazing amazing introduction. You know, it's mm. an amazing film for like amazing introduction to amazing introduction to amazing introduction, and then we're going to continue with these characters and do these fun things. And it's that first forty minute forty minutes is like such like a adrenaline rush of just Star Wars is back. It looks like Star Wars, you know, compared to the prequels. Um, it feels like Star Wars. The characters are all new, but they've got similarities that I can relate to or can relate to in the past with the actual franchise. Um, and it is, it's just this weird mix of like exciting new, but also warm and cozy um, old. Um, and yeah, I just loved it so much. And Christmas is 
Star Wars, and especially Episode Seven for me. Mm. Um, I think nothing. It's such a special thing, that excitement of not knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think now it it's so rare that, that actually happens. I think. Yeah, just yeah, and I think looking back on even trailers for universally beloved movies, when you go look at a trailer or even just like random snippets from the movie on like a video essay or whatever, it's always kind of more like alluring, I guess, compared compared to actually maybe watching it. In the sense that your mind just goes into a world of whatever you want to happen can happen, maybe. <laughs> um, compared mm-hmm. to, you know, watching the story play out and kind of analysing what is there compared to the what you want to see. And I feel like, obviously, not to start out, not to open this kind of worms, but like The Last Jedi, you know, like everyone <laughs> wanted things to happen in that movie. And... You know, when that didn't either didn't happen or it did happen, but not the way they wanted, it was always kind of going to be. For some people, it was always going to be like a big fuck you, <laughs> even though it was just someone telling a story how they saw telling that story. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it's just a episode seven Christmas yay for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I think my head is telling me. Mm-hmm. This isn't a Christmas film. How could you possibly be so stupid as to think Star Wars is a Christmas film? <laughs> but my heart is saying yes. So it's a yay for me. Good. Good. <laughs> it is a yay. We have another for the yay pile. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, one of my last ones now. If you're all right to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we mentioned it before. It's a lethal weapon. Oh. Yeah. Oh wait! Before we say Force Awakens, we talked about it, but release date seventeenth of December. Yeah, yeah. Um, lethal weapon. Let me bring that up. Oh, that film. I keep forgetting until you you literally just uh, referred to it. I completely missed the fact that Lethal Weapon came out before Die Hard. Yeah, kind of weird. It's crazy to me. Like, I always, I always feel like. All the action films of the eighties were all like a reaction to Die Hard, when yeah. in reality it's probably the other way around. Die Hard was like probably just a really good reaction, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, released August twenty eighth <laughs> of August. Yeah, which baffles me because to me, this is really fundamentally Christmas. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, <laughs> this is so Christmas. It's all. I mean, yeah, yeah, people being shot and blown up and yeah, but Su- it's literally like a sorry <laughs> suicide at one point on the yeah. Um, because literally every other minute there's a Christmas reference. Oh yeah. Whether it be them singing Christmas songs in the police office, rehearsing for a carol, to kids wearing Santa hats in the streets and making remarks, mm-hmm. to the fact that we first meet Riggs, a drug bust, mm-hmm. in a field of Christmas trees. Yeah, it's all from the ground up, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it has that aesthetic value to it, but also what makes it a Christmas film, I think, is the theme of it. Mm. Like we've spoken about happy endings and family and stuff like that. This has that in abundance, but also something that I've read about. It's a parallel to a wonderful life. Yeah. 
I know, yeah, I guess it, I know. It what you kind mean. of is because you have Riggs wanting to die. You haven't like him committing suicide at the start or trying to mm. or thinking about it. To then having it turned around by Roger's family. Mm. And ultimately, it's him at the end learning to be a part of that family. And I think he spends Christmas Day with them. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a. At the end, he kind of realizes his own self-importance. I didn't realize that he had, um, which is very much George Bailey from um, Wonderful Life. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that this is all the way around a Christmas film <laughs> for me. Yeah, like if 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 a Wonderful Life can be as dark as to have you know um, suicide and all these sort of things, and this film can you know have a gunfight or two and be a Christmas film. Yeah, um, Richard Donner directed this. Yeah, yeah. Baffle to me. <laughs> Shane Black and the director of Superman. Yeah, he directed all four of them as well. Did he? Yeah, he came back every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think... I've only actually seen the first one. I think I've seen... I've seen a section of the... I've seen the start of one, which is where they... Um, they There's a bomb. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they try and defuse it but then realise they can't defuse it so they have to run away I think it's the second one I think is it the second one? yeah it's weird because and I think it, I feel like it does work for the most part but the first film is not a straight up comedy it's definitely an action thriller with comedic elements um, and really heavy drama as we've said it's got a suicide uh, in it yeah definitely um, but two and especially three and four are full-on wacky comedies <laughs> like so there's some really like ridiculous things that do happen but compared to for me i, I always thought the rocky films for example uh, four and five for me i would say like jump the shark a bit where i kind of i can't connect as well as i usually can with that character um but for me the lethal weapon series never went that far um but it's definitely a shift when you get to the sequels because there mm. are it's full on comedy, and there's rarely any sort of dark darkness or not even that many character arcs really happening compared to the first one. Um, but they're very fun films, I would say. Um, mm. But again, the third film and the fourth one, I think maybe they kind of don't do the whole Christmas thing. And in my mind, they are not the same films as the first two at all. Like the first two to me are fundamentally lethal weapons slash Christmas films. Three and four to me are just lethal weapon films. And yeah, I mean, I mean, by the looks of it, there there is a notice noticeable change when Shane Black isn't directly involved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because he obviously solely wrote the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one, he he says he wrote the story for, but didn't write on his own. Yeah, he didn't write a screenplay. According to IMDb, I'm basing this off. Mm-hmm. Whereas three and four is just simply credited with characters. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, you, you can definitely feel that. In the second one, it's it has like the uh, every once in a while it has a scene or two that feels like a a sequel that's pushing the story forward a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the third film is a bit, it's a bit kind of you know comedy special of the week. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a fun adventure. The fourth one, however, I kind of, I have to admit, I do quite enjoy, um, because I think it's it has like that weird element of being just wacky enough that 
I kind of just really enjoy it. Um, but I feel like the second one, I love the first one a lot, but the second one for me, I feel is the most enjoyable. Um, just because it has, I think it has the funniest moments in the entire series by far. <laughs> um, a lot of fun is in that film. Um, but yeah, for me, this first film is just all Christmas. It's all like neon lights as well. It's all Christmassy green and yellow, uh, green mm-hmm. and red. Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely Christmas. Oh, yeah. I think for me, it's a definite yay, wholeheartedly. In fact, over these films set at Christmas that we've talked about, mm-hmm. I would say in itself, this is probably the most Christmassy one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. The only one that my heart is arguing with me is actually The Force Awakens, because I think I feel more Christmassy watching that one mm-hmm. than this one, oddly. But in terms of actual content, and through most of the films we've discussed, I would say this is the most Christmassy. I would agree, yeah. It's, yeah, it's this feels, uh, it's just warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that's my last one. I think I've only got one left. Alright, let's go for it. What you got? My last one is, I think it's a bit of a weird one, but um, Catch Me If You Can. Interesting, uh, okay. Have you seen this film? One second. Let me bring it up and see if I recognise it. DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's what my keyboard typed. <laughs> Catch... Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I've typed, for some reason, I've typed, Catch him, me if. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I typed that? Why can't you type? <laughs> no. This is why I take all my lecture notes on, on hand. <laughs> Just can't do it. <laughs> uh, Leo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg directed it. I feel like I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, because it's one of those things, again, where it's not... It's not technically set during Christmas, like The Nice Guys. It's... A film which spans over like 10 years it's a big like lifetime movie of like someone's actual like a decade of someone's life um and yeah it's just like a it's a starts out with uh dicaprio it's a real life story adapted from real life um but like it's dicaprio runs away from his family because again divorced and they're losing the company or whatever and then from this the dicaprio character goes on to just sort of con everyone that he knows into all sorts of jobs and money and wealth and uh, security and all these sort of things. And he just, he travels the world through just pretending, pretending to be other people. Um, and the entire time he's under, under the pressure of Tom Hanks, who was uh, an agent, an FBI agent, I think, mm-hmm. following him and trying to track him down. Um, but as the film progresses, uh, you it slowly becomes more and more sad and kind of lonely as we as we kind of realize that um, the only person that DiCaprio actually has as a friend in life is Tom Hanks, um, because he is literally always following him. He's always checking out what what he's doing. <laughs> he is always trying to call him and figure out and like uh, why what do you call it? Trace his phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's all and is. 
there's so many random moments in the film that are like again warm and fuzzy of like they're on a phone call on Christmas Day and they're doing like the whole back and forth I want to catch you catch me don't catch me whatever <laughs> um and at some point they all the both of them kind of just kind of go hang on it's Christmas Day and we're talking to each other on the phone and I've got nothing better to do <laughs> and there's this moment of like shit you're right and like I think these two people like kind of like each other a bit um like they're seem like if if they were not you know doing the shit that they're doing they would be good friends probably um and every once in a while the film comes back to this notion of them two possibly being each other's only friends and the film ends and it's then again on similar to nice guys the only christmas scene in the film uh where tom hanks out tricks dicaprio and finally gets him arrested um but from this we get this whole we get this whole epilogue in which we see, I think it happens over a year or two maybe, but we get to see the DiCaprio character get used by the FBI to track down other con artists. Um, and from this, he gets a job in the actual agency under Tom Hanks. And, they become, and they become like best friends, um, like for life, I guess. And it's this con artist and a police detective and they become like, you know, a found family, kind of like Lethal Weapon or Nice Guys or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, it's all this kind of unifying theme of people finding each other and during the warmest, happiest time of the year, realizing that they're kind of lonely and they need someone, and that person could, could be, you know, the car artist, <laughs> you know, or the police officer who is trying to catch you. Um, and yeah, it just has that. And I do think it helps a lot that my favorite scene in the film is the the actual Christmas Day scene in which the in which Tom Hanks catches Tom uh, uh, DiCaprio, um, and yeah, it's just a. I mean, it's Spielberg. He's directing it extremely well at all points. It's really annoying how good he is sometimes. Um, he's just doing a really good job. Every actor actor is just doing the best job they've ever done. Um, it has a true nineteen sixties James Bond kind of espionage feel to the whole thing um and the movie just yeah it just it just wraps it up wraps it up so nicely and so like holy shit like that's incredible that that actually happened for one and number two like i believe and i am so happy that these two people are friends <laughs> you know um yeah for me it's i watch it i try to watch it at least during every december or november time because it just feels Christmassy, and it just even though there's nothing for the most part, like there's no real Christmas trees or whatever, it just has that kind of ah, uh, if you could only just trust each other and be friends, you know, <laughs> it's one of those like warm and fuzzy things, like I keep on saying. Um, yeah, I recommend it a lot. Does this target counts, maybe? <laughs> um, so I'm giving it a yay from you, yeah, it's a yay for me, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yay. Yay! Be nice. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice. It's the spirit of Christmas. It is. It is. It um, is. yeah. A bit of a side note. It's crazy that it's the fifth of December. Like we, we're in December of this year now, 2020. I know the year that just hasn't been a year. What the hell happened? What happened? <laughs> I swear it was April. I like, know. It feels. 
Yeah, I just, I just can't describe it. <laughs> it's like a big practical joke. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to uh, January the 1st, and this is going to be... Right, Ryan, let's do this properly. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let, let's go at it again. Let's have a little another try. <laughs> All that happened just didn't happen. Yeah. Erase it from the history books. <laughs> mm. All my uni workers now devoid of any credit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Oh my God, imagine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that was your last one, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I don't have any more either. Oh. Uh, oh, catch me if you can, 31st of January. That's okay. But it's I mean, okay, it doesn't matter, we've already classified it as a yay. Yeah, but also, like, it's only a month after Christmas. Like, that was probably, like, a schedule in the conflict, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was just a mistake, really, isn't it? It's just, uh, they're meant to put, they're meant to put 31st of November. Yeah, definitely did. That's what I meant. Yeah. Wait, hang on a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 one second, please. I am waiting. <laughs> right, so I've just noticed it says Catch Me If You Can broadly 2002, however the release date says 31st of January 2003 for the UK. Oh. Its Stop. US release date was the 16th of December. Oh my god. For the premiere and then 20... It was released on the 25th of December for the whole of the USA. I have found it. The perfect Christmas film. (laughs) We have figured it out. This is it. We have completed the episode because we have actually done the task we set out to do. (laughs) We have have found the perfect Christmas film. Insane. We did it. We actually did it. Pat yourself (laughs) on the back. That's it. This is the final episode. We have... We have completed our aim. Oh my god. I am so proud of myself. For some reason. <laughs> ah, we can rest happy people. Yeah, we can rest like Tony Stark. Oh no. Why'd you do I'm that? I'm just reminding you there. <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. Yeah. So I take us home? We just round off by doing what we said about the films. Okay. So, Iron Man 3 was a nay. <laughs> nay. Uh, what was what, what was next? Um, the next one was Batman Returns. Yeah. After much discussion, yay. much debate, much intensity, it was a yay. Yay! <laughs> then it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which we decided was a yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> that's really deep. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> uh, Philosopher's Stone. Yay! 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 Uh, Die Hard! Yay! Yay! Die Hard Two! Yay! Yay! Um, nice guys. Mm-hmm. Was Yay. it a name? Oh, Yay. okay. Oh. No. Um, Jumanji: The Next Level. Yay! Yay! Force Awakens. Yay! Yeah. Uh, catch me if you can. Big yay! The yeah. best yay ever. 25th of December level yay. Jesus Christ, I couldn't have planned that, you know. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I messed it up, but you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yes, did you want to take us home? Yeah, uh, so you listening to the Marvelous Cinema Podcast. Uh, we have an Instagram account, like I said before, um, at Marvelous Cinema Podcast. We are doing daily reviews and weekly podcasts. Um, currently doing the DC reviews, all of them that we can do at least, uh, that we know of. Um, and Twitter, we have a at Cinema Marvelous account. Doing the same thing over there, daily reviews, weekly podcasts, DC review at the moment. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been your co-host, Henry. I've been your other co-host, Matthew. Yeah, and goodbye. Bye. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>